Dr. Rosaria Butterfield, queer theorist turned Christian, spoke at Liberty University last week and called out organizations and ministries that she believes are compromising on the LGBTQ issue. She has some really, really sharp words that I want you to hear. And also, something that you may not know about LGBTQ is that it can be a way to try to get out of a ticket if you are pulled over by a police officer. So we're going to see an example of that later in today's episode, which is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout. That's GoodRanchers.com. Code Allie. Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Wednesday, halfway through the week. Hope you guys are having a great one. All right, we've got so much to get through today. I'll try to be as concise as possible. No promises, though I can never promise that. Okay, before we get into what I just told you we're about to talk about, let me just tell y'all something that happened to me this week. Totally underestimated how much people would take interest in this story that I shared on Instagram yesterday. I don't know, maybe this is just a story to make you feel better about yourself or for those of you who are still dealing with the effects of pregnancy brain, mom brain, newborn brain, all that stuff that I clearly am. Maybe you will listen to this and be like, oh, I haven't done something that dumb yet and you'll feel better about yourself. That's what I'm here for. Uh, Okay, so... We are renovating some parts of our house. This has been a long time coming. And just as an aside, I've never done anything like this before. And I am very reticent to make decisions about like new floors or new countertops or anything like that because it's a really big it's, it's a big thing. It's a big thing to decide on. And obviously, it's an investment that you're making. And I'm so scared that I'm going to pick the wrong thing. I know what I like, but actually going out there and picking something and not knowing exactly what it's going to look like, the decision making process has taken me months. Very anxious about that whole thing. It's not something that necessarily comes naturally to me. So I'm soliciting the opinions of people who are more design minded than I am. So That's how I've approached every step of this process, including the rug buying process. I am someone who has a million tabs open on my browser at all times because I'm afraid if I exit out of a browser before I've actually completed the task or bought the thing or read the article, then I'm going to forget about it. Now, very often, it just like my interest expires on that thing. And so I will end up exiting out of it. And there was no point for me have it, there was no point to me having it open for four months, but I will keep them open for a long time. And that includes the Ruggable website. So Ruggable, I'm very, they're getting free advertising right now. No idea if they align with our values, but uh, they have a rug system. They call it a rug system where you have like the rug itself, I guess, or the, I don't know, some kind of pad. And then you have a cover that is washable. Now, a washable rug is very, very interesting to me as a mom of toddlers because I hate spending so much money on rugs. Rugs are very expensive, especially any kind of quality rug is very expensive. And then they can be very difficult to clean depending on the kind of rug that you get. And if you've got toddlers, it's just inevitable things are going to happen. Even if you try to silo them off in the kitchen when they're eating, things just happen to rugs, especially the particular rug that I was looking for, which was a runner in the entryway of my house. So I went back and forth on these ruggable rugs, deciding which color I wanted. We got 
we have new floors and so I wanted to pick a color that would go with the floor but I just wasn't exactly sure what would look good so I was going back and forth between all these different rugs and I finally narrowed it down I finally narrowed it down to the rug that I was like, okay, it's a neutral tone, but it's got a little bit of gray in it. I think that's going to look good. It had like this rope pattern on it that I was like, okay, that's nice. That's neutral. That's subtle. I think it'll probably look good, but I can always send it back if I, if I don't like it. And so I still though, I had it clicked. I had it in my cart and I was still waiting and I deliberated. I did pros and cons. I did compare contrast and I settled on, on this runner on this particular runner and I'll put it up if you're watching on YouTube looks fine right so I ordered it I ordered it and I was excited to try my ruggable rug and then yesterday I was sitting on the couch and um I got an email and it was like your order has shipped from ruggable that's exciting but uh, something in my mind I, you know I just glanced at it but something caught something was was snagged in my mind and I thought that I saw the words Toy Story on that email. Toy Story. Did I see? No, I didn't see Toy Story. No, that wouldn't make any sense. Maybe it's just, no, no. So I decided to look a few minutes later because I couldn't stop thinking about that. I was like, did I see the words Toy Story on that email? So I went back to the email and I saw that it said your Toy Story rug has shipped. What? That's got to be a mistake. I'm picturing like, okay, Buzz Lightyear and Woody in primary colors on this rug. Obviously, I didn't order that. It's just like it's a type, but I don't know. It's just a mistake, but that's not what I ordered. But then I looked at it and I was like, well, this is a picture of the rug that I ordered. This is like the beige gray rug with the rope design that I ordered. But now I'm seeing <laughs> that in the top left corner of this picture are the words Toy Story. And then I see that the name of the rug is Toy Story Rug. And so then I zoom in on it. And on the corner of the rug, on one corner of the rug, as you see if you're watching on YouTube, is Woody. And he is the one lassoing the design. <laughs> Bree's laughing. The rope design. And then on the other corner is Jesse, also lassoing the rope design. So... After all this time, after all this deliberation and consideration and careful thought, compare, contrast, the whole process that I went through to finally bite the bullet on buying this rug, it is a Toy Story rug. It's a Toy Story rug. It has Woody on it. Literally, it has Woody and Jesse on the rug, lassoing the rope designs that I thought were so sophisticated and subtle. So... I've got that coming to my house. That's going to be what people see when they come into the entryway. Um, and so if you ever need any design help, you're looking, um, I don't know, maybe you're a Disney adult and you are looking to design your house in a way that gives homage to your favorite childhood movies, but you want it to still kind of look cute. Maybe you should just hire me. You should hire me. I can help you do that. But actually, I'm not the first person that this has happened to. Um, uh, so, some of you messaged me and this made me laugh out loud. You said that you ordered a rug that you really thought was cute and you didn't realize it was in the shape of baby Yoda's head <laughs> from Ruggable. They have these very like sophisticated <laughs> and posh designs. I wish people could hear your laugh, Brie. Um, 
And but they're like Star Wars. So do they do this on purpose so they can go back to their Disney partners and say, look how many rugs that we sold. And people didn't realize that, okay, you've actually you just ordered Baby Yoda's head. You thought that it was a cute bath mat (laughs) and like a unique, (laughs) a unique shape. Oh, my gosh. So I've got a Disney rug. I think I can send it back, Um, but I'm not going to I don't think I'm going to send it back because there's someone on our team now who is interested in the rug for their house for his child. They are hoping it's just it's a baby. But they're hoping to manifest his love for uh, for uh, Toy Story by getting this rug. So I might already have a have a buyer. But anyway, hope that makes you feel better. And wives, if you have accidentally bought something that was really silly and your husband is like, really, why did you do that? Um, Then you can tell them this story and you can say, see, it's it's not just me. Uh, one of you also messaged me and <laughs> said that you bought a shirt that from Victoria's Secret that you thought said sun and you wore it to Target and then it really said sin. <laughs> and your husband was like, why did you buy the shirt? That's also funny. That's funny. I, I have a hard time understanding how that happened, but I cannot judge you at all. So I guess it happens to the best of us. There you go. I'll let you know, though, um, if I do end up buying another ruggable rug. Uh, how it is because again washable rug very very enticing idea for me all right let's get into the actual stuff that we're talking about today let me pause let me tell you about our first sponsor for the day and that is Adele Natural Cosmetics my favorite cosmetic company and my favorite skincare company I absolutely love them because I can trust all of the ingredients that they put into everything. This is a family-run business. These people are Christians, pro-life. They make all of their stuff in small batches. It's completely toxin-free, really high-quality stuff. I love their facial cleanser, their oil cleanser. It gets my skin really soft, really clean. It's been a game-changer for my skin. I started using Adele a few years ago, and it was really the first time in my life that I've actually cared about my skincare, which is sad. It took me too long, but it's really changed. I think the texture of my skin and how bright and smooth my skin is. So I just love Adele Natural Cosmetics and I love their makeup too, especially if you um, are more of like a natural gal who's looking for some lightweight makeup, but that has really good coverage. I love their cream foundation. Their highlighter is great too. And you're supporting a company that supports the things that we believe in. So go to AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com. Use promo code Allie. They've got a lot of cute stuff for Christmas too. AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com. Code Allie. AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com. Code Allie. Okay, let's talk about our girl, Rosaria Butterfield. Rosaria Butterfield has been on this show before. She has an incredible testimony. She was a queer theory professor uh, a couple decades ago. She was living a lesbian lifestyle with her partner, and then she became a Christian. And she shared exactly how that transformation happened when she was on our show a few months ago. And she realized after she became a Christian that this part of her life that, of course, she held so dear, which was this lesbian partnership that she was in, that she was being called by the Holy Spirit to let go of it. 
she realized that there was no congruence between her homosexuality and the Christian life that God was calling her to, that scripture was really clear. This is something also that Christopher Yuan talks about, that they try really hard. There's a part of their spiritual journey where they're trying really hard to reconcile those two things, that maybe the Bible is wrong, or maybe the translation is wrong, or maybe that myth that the concept of homosexuality was just added to the Bible in 1946 by these homophobic fascists, maybe that's real. And maybe it's possible to live in this particular kind of sin and still deny yourself and follow Christ. But both realize through the power of the Holy Spirit that that's just not possible, that all Christians are called to self-denial, that all Christians are called to repentance. And uh, a form of that repentance is repenting from sexual sin, which the Bible is abundantly clear on that homosexuality is a sexual sin. According to the God who made us, according to the God who is love, according to the God who defines all things, who tells us what right is, what wrong is, what true is, what false is, he says that the only form of holy sexuality is between one man and one woman or living a chaste life of singleness. Um, so there just isn't any, there isn't any gray there. And if we love the people around us, if we love our neighbors, if we love especially Christians who are still confused about this issue or who are trying to live a Christian life without repenting from this, we will tell them the truth in love. Like if we believe that God is better than us and more loving than us and wiser than us, then we will tell them the truth of God's word when it comes to sexuality. Because remember, sexual sin is different than other sin. Uh, not that it is stronger than other sin or that it can't be repented of, but as scripture tells us, it is a sin against your own body, which is supposed to be as a Christian, a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. There's really no one who speaks more clearly on this issue than Dr. Butterfield. I just love her and I'm very inspired by her faith. When she came on a couple months ago, uh, she was talking about an article that she wrote where she repented of using quote unquote preferred pronouns or abiding by this idea of pronoun politeness. Pronoun politeness is a practiced as a practice that is practiced by some Christians who say that this is a way to build a bridge with non-believers who may identify as the opposite sex, who may call themselves transgender, that maybe if we call the man who thinks he's a woman she, then they will be more open to the gospel and we can build that trust and build a relationship with them and then they will come to Christ and then we can worry about the truth later. But as Rosaria said in her article of repentance and on and on this podcast, um, that you are not going to... Uh, you don't attract people to the cross of Christ by uh, by sinning, by lying, by basically glorifying or accommodating the sin that Christ died for. And one of those sins is trying to deny the body that God gave you by identifying as the opposite sex. So she just wrote a book called Five Lies of the Anti-Christian Age. And we actually were scheduled to record another podcast right before I went on maternity leave that was going to come out while I was gone about this book. But she ended up being sick that day and we just haven't had the chance to reschedule. So I'll just tell you a little bit about it. And that kind of leads into why we're talking about her today. So, um, uh, so she wrote this book, Five Lies of the Anti-Christian Age, and one of the lies is homosexuality is normal. Being a spiritual person is kinder than being a biblical person, and feminism is good for the world and the church. Transgenderism is normal, and modesty is an outdated burden that serves male dominance and holds women 
back. Gosh, this is amazing. Like I would, if anyone has any questions on sexuality and like the holy sexuality, Christian sexuality, probably the top two books that I would recommend to you, and there are a lot of good ones, um, would be Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy and uh, this book, Five Lies of the Anti-Christian Age by Rosaria Butterfield, just two incredibly sharp and biblical women. So she talked about this book and the lies that she presents in this book um, at Liberty University last Friday. She spoke at their convocation. This is a biweekly gathering of students for worship and nationally known speakers. Most of you probably know that Liberty University is a very large Christian university, um, generally Christian conservative university in Virginia. So she spoke um, at the at the convocation and um, she said a few things that she also says in her book. One of the things that she says in her book is going back to what we just said about this idea that lies can actually bring someone to the foot of the cross. She says, as if the Holy, as if the fruit of the Holy Spirit can grow from sin. And that is so true. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is not going to grow from sin and lying is a sin. And so she just completely refutes this, even while humbly repenting herself of one's uh, believing that. Um, and then she goes on to, in this speech before Liberty University, to quote unquote name names. She wants to name names of organizations that she believes are telling this lie, the lie of pronoun politeness, and also this lie that she points out that um, homosexual desire is not in itself disordered. This is something that we hear a lot, that the feeling itself or the attraction itself is not sin, just the action is sin, that it's okay to feel these things, to be attracted in this way as long as you don't act upon them. But she points out what Romans 1 points out, that that is simply not true. When Romans 1 lists homosexuality as a disordered and sinful behavior, that uh, prohibition is actually preceded by the description of homosexual desires as dishonorable. So this is Romans one twenty six. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. So the passion itself is dishonorable. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error goes on to say, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness. And so homosexuality and the passion that is behind homosexuality um, is dishonorable according to God. And this is why I kind of said this as an aside a couple minutes ago, this idea that homosexuality and that word was just added into the Bible in 1946 and therefore we can just ignore it. That is not true. The word homosexuality, of course, is a relatively new word. The reason why it was added into translations in the mid-20th century is because there wasn't a word like that. Homosexuality was fairly new, and so they started using it in new translations, but the concept was always forbidden. The concept was always explained. Romans 1 wasn't just added into the Bible. 
that verse that I just read, that's been in the Bible. That's been in the biblical canon. That wasn't added to the Bible in 1946. Leviticus wasn't added to the Bible in 1946. Genesis 1 wasn't added to the Bible in 1946. Ephesians 5 wasn't added to the Bible. Revelation 22 wasn't added to the Bible. 1 Corinthians 6 wasn't added to the Bible. These have all been parts of the biblical canon that clearly show that holy sexuality according to God, that holy marriage according to God is between one man and one woman. So it's a total non-sequitur. It's complete propaganda, that idea that in 1946, homophobes completely changed the biblical canon. That's just not true. But we do see that the desire itself is dishonorable according to God. Um, Now, that does not mean that a Christian who struggles with that, but is walking in repentance and is actively surrendering all sinful desires to the Lord, that they can't actually be a Christian. Of course, we are all being sanctified by sinful desires of our sinful desires. You might desire to lie. You might desire to steal. You might desire to be drunk. All of those things are sinful desires. They are dishonorable passions that we are actively through the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God meant to resist and repent of. And the hope is of the Christian life that those desires go away and wane entirely. And any sexually sinful desire, of course, uh, we should also have the hope that that is that we are completely sanctified of that as well. Uh, So here is Rosaria Butterfield naming names in her speech, saying that these organizations attribute to the lie of uh, or contribute to the lie of pronoun politeness and this idea that uh, sexually sinful desires are not actually sinful. I have heard all of these lies and just in the last year from Christian ministries. And this is where I name names, and I'm an English professor, so I call this citing my sources. Revoice, Preston Sprinkle's Exiles in Babylon conference sponsored by his heretical Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender, and crew. And I have believed these lies too, and not only as a Christian, and I have repented publicly as a Christian in my book, to you, in articles, and these people can do the same. We don't throw people away, but without repentance, we don't trust them. We trust repentant saints, not just people with flashy ministries. All right, before I get to that, let me tell you about Crowd Health. So Crowd Health is not health insurance, but it gives you health care coverage without all of the complications and the complexities of health insurance. It gives you the tools to negotiate and crowdfund your medical bills. You pay a $50 membership fee to get access to services like telemedicine and bill negotiation. And then you join the crowd, which is a group of members just like you who want to help pay for each other's unexpected medical events. Health insurance, as you guys know, it's broken. You can have health insurance and it can feel like you don't even have health insurance with doctor's networks and all the stipulations and parameters around health insurance. It just a headache, another thing that you feel like you have to go to the doctor for. So if you get crowd health, you can get the freedom to efficiently and affordably break free from the antiquated insurance system and into a healthcare option that fits 
your needs. The insurance companies don't give you the peace of mind that you need, but CrowdHealth does. You pay a $50 membership fee that includes the tools and services you need to get the highest quality healthcare. You get access to telemedicine visits, discounted prescriptions, so much more without doctor's networks. So opt out of restrictive health insurance plans. Let CrowdHealth help fit your healthcare needs. Uh, get started today for $50 a month. Use code Allie to get the healthcare you deserve. CrowdHealth is not insurance. Learn more at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com, code Allie. Okay, so there's a few things on that. And I think the reason why she's saying what she's saying and the reason why she called out those organizations, we're going to kind of get into some of those reasons. I believe she is, uh, she's using those examples. But I do think that Preston Sprinkle would take issue with what Rosaria uh, said here. I, in fact, I know for a fact that he would take issue with Rosaria lumping him in this category. I am more than happy to have Preston Sprinkle on. I think he says a lot of good things. I think we probably agree on the vast majority of things that he says, even about sexuality. Um, I'd be happy to have him on uh, the podcast to talk about his recent book and to talk about this in particular. Actually, more than that, I would love Rosaria and Preston to uh, have a conversation. But the truth is, is that Preston Sprinkle has talked about the importance of pronoun uh, politeness, or at least that it's according to your conscience, um, and that maybe it's a case-by-case basis, but that you can use someone's pronouns that don't correspond with their biological sex. Rosaria and I agree. Um, and as Rosaria says, she used to not believe this. I'm so glad that she does that. It's a, it's a lie. It's always a lie. It's always a lie to call a man she and you are not bringing someone to the foot of the cross by sinning and by affirming something that is killing them, that is a delusion, that is not just hurting their own body, but is hurting society as a whole that feeds into this uh, delusion, this lie that uh, gender is malleable, that you can switch sexes. That's what's cutting off the breasts of healthy young women. That is what is allowing men into female prisons and rape shelters. And so I don't want to acquiesce on that at all. I don't want to contribute to that mass delusion at all that is deadly and damaging to the bodies and minds and souls and hearts of young people, of children. So I just won't have any part of, a part of it. I don't see it as kind at all, even if it is polite. But I would be interested, of course, to hearing what Preston has to say about that. So maybe we can uh, talk on this podcast. Now, Revoice is an organization that claims to be for biblical sexuality. They want to kind of bring people who identify as LGBTQ Christians into the fold while calling them to celibacy. But there are a lot of contradictory things uh, within Revoice. They say that they stand for biblical sexuality. But when it comes to identity, I think that they are off. I think it's very similar to what we said about Andy Stanley last week, that they see LGBTQ as who you are, not just a sinful desire that you have or confusion that you have or a part of your life and heart that needs to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit, but who you are, this immutable characteristic, a core of your identity. And you can see that by some of the posts that they post, for example, on their Instagram page, they have honoring LGBTQ plus history. Now, let tell me if you think that this sounds like a Christian organization that is promoting biblical sexuality and believes the Bible's uh, the Bible's definition of sexuality and believes that sin 
or that homosexuality and transgenderism is wrong and sinful and therefore deadly. Tell me if you think that that would describe an organization that says this, which is Revoice. In honor of the LGBTQ plus history month, we want to take a moment to pay tribute to the incredible individuals who paved the way for our rights and privileges. Their courage and resilience will never be forgotten. As we ponder the stories of those who have gone before us, let's also look ahead with hope. We anticipate the future where the church looks more and more like Jesus in the way that we love one another. Let us offer a prayer for progress, understanding, um, and unity. They go on to say LGBTQ plus history tells us uh, where we have come from, informs us where we are, and sets the stage for where we are going. LGBTQ plus accomplishments are often lived on the shoulders of our predecessors. Many of us benefit today from rights and privileges fought for by those who come before us. Our struggles and challenges do not occur in a vacuum. They're informed by the history of pain, turmoil, and rejection between the church and the LGBTQ community. Uh, no, and so it goes on to say that. That, to me, doesn't sound like an organization that believes that LGBTQ is a sin and is disordered and should be repented of. It sounds like these people believe that this is a core identity. And we don't have time to go into every facet of Revoice, but I promise you, if you research them yourself, which I welcome you to do, then you will find the same thing. My desire is not to take anything out of context or to condemn an organization that shouldn't be condemned. I am for any organization that is promoting healthy and biblical sexuality and repentance from sin and uh, of all people, but that doesn't seem to be really what this organization is um, in praxis. And then just quickly, I'll look at crew. Why did she include Crew? I think a lot of people were probably surprised by that. Crew is Campus Crusade for Christ. It's a interdenominational missions organization, and it's really big. So there are probably people within Crew that uh, align with all different kinds of uh, political leanings, especially when it comes to these culture war issues, which is really a biblical issue um, like LGBTQ. So here's something that they say on their website that I found that I found troubling. So this is a resource or just guidance that they have on their website about evangelism. It says, in evangelism, should I use someone's chosen or preferred name and pronouns? So this is what Crew says on their website. Deciding to use someone's preferred name and pronouns is an issue of conscience. We must prayerfully decide before the Lord how we will act in each of these. Oh, dear Lord, should I... Should I lie to this person and call this man a she so I can feed into this delusion that is chopping off the healthy breasts of young women that you pur purposely and perfectly made female? Oh, Lord, should I lie to this person in the hopes that confirming and affirming and then celebrating their sin is somehow going to bring them to the foot of the cross that somehow I can disagree with you and make you sound more appealing to the world? Please give me discernment. Thank you. I mean, that is like asking God to please bless this canes to the nourishment of our bodies. <laughs> like, okay, that's probably it probably just doesn't work like that. So I take issue with that language, period. Uh, so crew staff and volunteers are expected to use pronouns themselves, it says, that align with their biological sex. Using a person's preferred name and pronouns can be a profound way, they say. Listen to this. This is what Campus Crusade for Christ says. Using a person's preferred name and pronouns can be a profound way to demonstrate that you recognize them 
and desire to show them respect. This is one helpful way to begin to build trust. Tell me, I wish that they could explain. This is what I want to know. And people are never made to do this. Why is it respectful? Why is it respectful? Why is it disrespectful to call a man he? Why is it disrespectful to call a woman she? Why is it disrespectful to say, look, God made you male or female in his image. That's what Genesis 127 says, that they weren't just made genderless in his image. They were made male and female in his image. So part of being made in God's image is the gender that God assigned you at conception. So I am not just affirming the person's gender by calling them the pronoun that corresponds with who they biologically are. I am affirming the Imago Dei in them when I am calling them by the pronoun that corresponds with the sex that God purposely and providentially gave them, assigned to them before time began. So basically what Crew is saying is what so many so-called Christian organizations are saying here um, is that we can actually win people over by disagreeing with God. That we'll kind of hide what God's word says. We'll take him off the hook, that mean guy over there who so rudely and impolitely and disrespectfully said that he made us male and female. We'll just kind of push that off to the side. We'll put that on the shelf for now. And we'll hope that by lying to someone, by deluding someone about something so important, their identity, that maybe we can gain enough rapport with them and win them to the cross of Christ. Remember when we had Laura Perry Small on and she tried to transition so-called into a man. And the thing that brought her back uh, was the truth-telling of her parents, her parents and their Christian friends who refused to ever call uh, her a man, who refused to ever say he. Yeah, she was peeved. She was annoyed. There was temporary distance in their relationship because they wouldn't just unconditionally affirm her. But they continued to love her. They continued to reach out to her. They continued to call her daughter. And you know what eventually brought her back? It was God's word. She was writing, uh, she was, she was helping her mom write a Bible study. Her mom asked her to help with this. And it was through writing God's word and reading God's word and seeing the truth. And then weighing that against her parents who were telling her the truth that actually brought her to a place of repentance. You will not bring someone to a place of repentance by lying. I promise you that it's not polite. It's hateful. It's hateful. And people think that being polite according to worldly standards is godlier than being godly, is godlier than being biblical. That's crazy now. That's crazy now, crew. So uh, Campus Crusade for Christ, that's a weak crusade, man. That's a weak crusade where you're basically acquiescing on one of the biggest and most controversial uh, controversial issues uh, to the enemy. You're acquiescing to the enemy through that. So... Rosario has something to say about all of this, this kind of faux compassion that we think is going to lead people to the Lord by just being a little bit worldlier. Here's what she has to say. Christian compassion for the sinners like the sinner I used to be means walking with them through the gritty battle of hating and fighting sin through the power of Christ and living for righteousness through his Holy Spirit. Christian compassion does not coddle, humanize, or domesticate sin. Christian compassion does not believe that man is more merciful than God. Christians do not encourage sinners to come out as gay or trans in order to be quote unquote missional. This is a mission that leads everybody to hell. And if you are a Christian 
whose indwelling sin is marked by sexual or gender confusion. I really do get it. I've made that case. But be warned, there is a particular way that empathy with people who sin in the same way that you do works against your sanctification and their salvation. Yep, absolutely. I think the exploitation of empathy has caused a lot of Christians to compromise. A lot of Christians to believe just as she said that we are more merciful than God, that we're better and more loving and wiser than him. I think that's what I took away from Andy Stanley's sermon last week. You can go back and listen to my commentary on that, that he actually believes that he knows a little bit better than the God of the universe on what can actually attract people to the cross of Christ. Here's the good news, and we'll close out this segment, but here's here's the great news, and this is, this is the good news, okay? The good news isn't that people understand you or people can empathize with you or that this is the one sin that you can't really be sanctified of and it's fine. Somehow you can find congruence between your sin and the Christian life. Here's the good news. And let me actually let me actually cite it. I have a habit of um of speaking scripture, of saying scripture without actually saying the reference. You'll remember that Andy Stanley, something that he said last week and something that I think that um Rosaria is pointing out here uh, that this is a different kind of temptation because it's not just how you feel. It's not just what you do. It is who you are. This is a different kind of temptation. As Andy Stanley said, he is he said it is in a category unto itself, LGBTQ. And we talked about some scriptures that uh, buck against that, like First Corinthians 6, that uh, that you were engaged in sexual sin. You were uh, you were greedy, you were thieves, you were all kinds of sinners. Such were some of you, but you were washed and sanctified by Jesus Christ. That is true for all of us. But here is good news in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. This is the truth that completely contradicts what Andy Stanley, a very influential Christian teacher, said in his sermon. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. No temptation. You're not special. Your temptation is not special. Your struggle is not special. Your feelings, your confusion about your identity and who you are is not special. It's not different. And that's not mean. That should be really good news. You're not alone. No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Something else that Andy Stanley said in the sermon that we commented on last week is that um, some men who call themselves homosexual, uh, homosexual, they may uh, live a chaste life for years or for all their lives. But for many, that's not sustainable, he said. So they choose to engage in what he called a gay marriage that completely contradicts what God's word says, that he is faithful, God is faithful to you, and that he will provide the way of escape for you that you may be able to endure whatever temptation you face. And there is no temptation that has overtaken you that is not common to man, and God is faithful. Isn't that good news? Uh, Scripture also says that... And I'm going to make sure that I have this reference right as well. Uh, Hebrews 4, 15. For we do not have a high priest, Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect 
has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Isn't that good news that you're not special? Your sin, your feelings of sexual confusion aren't special. They're not special. Um, You can resist that sin. You are called to deny that sin. You can deny that sin. You can resist that sin by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is really strong. Jesus died for that sin. If Jesus died for that sin, then his Holy Spirit can give you the power to resist that sin. And again, your feelings are not who you are. It's not your identity. If you have been bought with a price, if you are a Christian, you are a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. That is who you are now. You are a child of God now, and you have the strength. You have the ability to live a life of holiness. We will always be tempted. We will always struggle. We will always be battling in our mind, in our hearts against the temptations and against the struggles and the sinful desires that all of us have. And in glory, we will no longer have those temptations anymore. Yes and amen. But you do have the power to resist uh, to resist those things and to battle against those things. Praise, 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 praise God. All right, let's get into a couple more things. Let me tell you about our next sponsor for the day, and that is Naturally It's Clean. So if you are looking for safer cleaning products for your family, then you need to check out Naturally It's Clean. They have all kinds of made-in-the-USA cleaning products for your home. They don't have a bunch of those toxic chemicals or fake fragrances or anything like that. Those things can really just give me a headache, but I don't have to worry about that with Naturally It's Clean. And I love that it's really effective. I love their multi-surface cleaner. I especially love their carpet cleaner. If you've got kids like I do, this can really come in handy. And uh, I've gotten out paint. I've gotten out food. I've gotten out uh, coffee, all kinds of things with their carpet cleaner. It really, really works. And I just feel good knowing that I'm not spraying my home with a bunch of toxic chemicals every time I use it. So go to naturallyitsclean.com slash Allie. You'll see my essential starter kit there. You'll get 15% off naturallyitsclean.com slash Allie, naturallyitsclean.com slash Allie. Okay, there were a ton of other things I wanted to talk about today. Maybe I'll be able to talk about it tomorrow. I wanted to talk about that story of Mr. Beast, the YouTuber that we've talked about before. He built 100 wells in Africa, and people are mad about it. So I want to talk about that. Also want to make sure that we talk about a couple stories that I've seen floating around on Twitter that are never, ever, ever going to get the mainstream attention that they should get. And uh, they are young men uh, dying. Well, one is young man. One is an older man um, being murdered by a gang of thugs. Uh, We don't know the motivation behind it, but I do know that it's not going to get the cries of lament and repentance that would happen if the races were reversed, Uh, certainly not by evangelicals who claim to want to seek justice and love mercy. They seem to only shine a light on certain kinds of stories that push a certain kind of narrative, and that really bothers me because as Christians, we are called to impartiality, especially when it comes to justice. So anyway, I want to talk about those stories. I don't have time for it today. I'll talk about those stories tomorrow. I want to end on a maybe a little bit of a, a lighter note. It's actually ridiculous, but it's also really sad, this whole story, but it kind of goes into what Rosaria was talking about. Like this person that we are about to talk about, she needs to be told the truth of the gospel and led to repentance because she is absolutely burdened by the lies um, that she believes. So this is this video was first posted by the Daily Caller on November 2nd. So a woman is pulled over, maybe you saw it on Twitter, for going in the wrong direction on a road. When the officer pulls her over, he smells alcohol. Uh, alcohol. He puts her through the standard sobriety test. 
Um, she repeatedly uses her indigenous, non-binary, and mentally ill status to push back against the cop who was patient throughout the encounter. And we're going to leave. I think I'm going to stop and start the clip or say, like, um, okay, let's pause or whatever so that Bree and I can comment on it. Also, I want our, our mics up while we're playing this so you and our faces up so you can see our reaction. And also, we'll try to – we might have some commentary along along the way. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, check out our girl who is having, I guess, what she considered a fun night. As an indigenous person, and... right back here, please. As an indigenous Ms. person, Perry, am I? Well, I'm non-binary, Ooh, so okay. Uh, what do you go by? It's Kai. How can I refer to you tonight, Kai? Kai. Okay. Kai. Hey, I'm small alcohol. <laughs> I know. How much have you consumed tonight? Like probably through drink. I need to run you through some tests right now. <laughs> Stand facing me, please. But I just want you to know that I also have very bad social anxiety. You and me both. As you okay. know, as an indigenous person, and there's a bunch of going around. What? I'm sorry, but what is it? It's just for me to be on my toes. I get you. <laughs> She's got to be on her toes. <laughs> She's got to be on her toes. I'm non-binary. I'm non-binary. Yeah, I'll try my hardest. I'll refer to you as Kai, right? Yes. He keeps Perfect. calling her ma'am. I need to know if you have any injuries or anything that would prevent you from doing a standard walk or a turn tonight. Mental health. Um, <laughs> any physical injuries? Mental, yeah. Mental, now with your mental, right physical. Foot, place it in front of your left in a heel-to-toe touching manner with your arms by your side, just like this, ma'am. Not call me ma'am, please. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> okay, well, He's trying not okay. to laugh. <laughs> it means a lot to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man, so. Okay. It's kind of triggering. Right foot in front of your left? Yeah. Nope, go back. I'm sorry, but the whole man thing, just like. Yeah. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can move sorry. forward from it. You have zero questions? No, but I just want to tell you that I suffer from really bad anxiety, especially. Mm. With generational trauma and PTSD around <laughs> there it is. white people and cops. Like. I'm going to speak with you right over here, okay? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Go ahead and place your hands behind your back. Don't, dude. Don't make don't, it hard. Please. Don't make it hard. No, nope. you're... You're going to get a resistance. Dude, I... <laughs> you're going to get a resistance. I don't. Don't resist. Uh, don't. She has nothing Listen to say. To don't resist. Don't. You're being Come a white on. man and... Come don't. Here. I followed all of your shit. Like, as an indigenous person, like, you guys. Okay, so... You're being a white man. You're being a, you're you're being being a, a white, white man. man. So she's just totally sloshed. She's <laughs> wasted. And you can tell by how she's talking. And obviously, that's why she's getting arrested. And we couldn't play the whole thing. It's long. In the very beginning, he pulls her over and he's like... He's like, um, did you know? He's so nice. He's so polite. He could not be nicer. And he's like, did you know you're going the wrong direction on the road? And she's like, I just got changed around. Happens. For a non-binary person, she is amazingly feminine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Little baby voice comes out. Such little baby voice. Yeah, I think she couldn't decide whether she wanted to be a damsel in distress or a non-binary Antifa warrior. Yeah. Yeah. She's not good at either. And but... the spirit of her indigenous ancestors fighting <laughs> yeah. against the white man. And ancestral trauma or generational trauma. Generational that's what she trauma. said. I'm definitely going to use that. I'm yeah. going to use that next time I am pulled over or something. 
Yeah. Um, generational Could trauma. Could you give me a minute? I'm traumatized generationally. Yeah. My great-grandmother, she also um, got pulled over by <laughs> the cops. And it's just stuck I'm with still, us. I am still dealing with that trauma. 75 years later so if you could just excuse me like so her thought was that he should just definitely let me keep driving yeah the wrong way the wrong way yeah and that i will be fine i hope that you don't think he like got disciplined oh i hope not he genuinely could not have been nicer i don't think i've ever seen a video of a cop that nice to someone who deserves so much to be arrested i know you know just Honestly, I think that she deserves to be arrested just for the things that she said. Yeah, just straight that jail. violates that. That honestly, I'm not sure that she should get First Amendment rights. <laughs> you don't get First Amendment rights for saying things like generational trauma. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Calm down. Oh my gosh, so funny, but also sad. Very yeah. sad. I be- now the thing I believe is that she has mental health issues. Yes, I believe that. Uh, oh, 100%. 100% for and sure. And apparently she has manifested in her mind physical yeah. problems as well. Yeah. So. He was like, do you have any physical reason that you can't walk this line or can't like listen to me? Mental. Mentally. Mental. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally. In my mind, physically, I do. <laughs> I do. No, but it actually does. It makes me very sad because, the okay, these are the people that are like dictating corporate policy and are pushing public policy like this kind of person yeah oh my gosh yeah we are absolutely screwed if we go to war (laughs) screwed i mean it's really sad how did we end up like this how did we get a generation of of people like this i don't i don't know i'm sad i'm sad for her but it also it made me laugh a little bit like she put all of our favorite sayings into like one police interaction i will say a for effort yeah you know yeah yeah I've never tried. I've never been that creative. Have you ever gotten pulled over? No. I knew that you were going to say that. Wow. No. I oh, actually, feel like I, I, know I lied. You so well, I did because I forgot to turn my headlights on once. Oh. But I'm a good driver, so, so I. So what? What was your excuse? What did you say? Oh, I gro- I grovel. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. I'm did so you get sorry. a ticket or a warning? He, he gave me a warning. Okay, that's because I almost was crying. I've gotten pulled over a lot for speeding. <laughs> for speeding? Yeah. Yeah, that's always speeding. I just feel like and this is what my husband says, because he's um, so I'm from Texas and I think that everything should be 60 miles an hour. And my husband says that that's not why that's why I'm a bad driver, because I'm always going 60 miles an hour, whether it's the speed limit is 70 or 45. (laughs) And he is a good driver. He's from Georgia. I don't know. Maybe. Georgians are better drivers. I'm from Texas, and so I don't know. We just have competing driving styles. But I think 60 miles an hour is a really great speed limit, and I have a hard time going under that. So I've gotten pulled over a lot. That's just the speed limit. Yeah, but I don't. I um, don't give any excuse. But now, now I've got a whole. I've got a whole list of excuses that I could possibly give. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yep. let me tell you about our next sponsor for the day, and that is Preborn. All right. Um, Preborn is an organization that gives free services to women who are 
pregnant, especially free sonograms, because sonograms greatly increase the likelihood that she is going to keep her child. I mean, once you hear that beating heart, once you see that little life that God has placed inside you and you see the humanity of what you are growing in your body, it is a lot more difficult to make the decision to then end that life to murder that child and preborn knows that and so they're doing everything they can in their network of clinics across the country to provide women with these services to do everything they can to convince them to protect and preserve the life of their child but they need our donations to make that happen and if you just donate $28 you can sponsor a free ultrasound that doubles a baby's chance at life so just 28 bucks you can donate to preborn, and that covers the cost of a free sonogram that is given to one of these pregnant women. You can donate securely by dialing pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Allie, preborn.com slash Allie. I think that's all we've got time for today. Like I said, so many other things that I wanted to talk about that we will get to uh, tomorrow. And as always, if you've got subjects that you guys want me to react to, talk about, uh, please send those my way. Next week is Thanksgiving. I don't know if I'm the only one who feels like Thanksgiving has crept up on me. It's crazy to me. I feel like it should be two weeks from now and it's next week. That's just wild. But I'm super excited about the holidays. I hope you guys are too. Um, And so we will have, I think, two episodes out next week. Two new episodes out next week, Monday and Tuesday. The no episode on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm super excited about the episode that we have coming out on Monday. If it's long enough, it might be two parts. So it might be Monday, Tuesday. But super excited about it's about colonialism and the real history of Europe and if we're just all these white evil colonizers and so I'm super excited about that really interesting conversation so that is our uh, that's our Thanksgiving schedule and we'll talk more about our Christmas schedule soon also just a reminder we've got amazing relatable merch make sure that you get some merch there will be mugs one day, hopefully before Christmas. But we have a lot of other uh, relatable merch that you can go to AllieMerch.com. I think you can still use code Allie10 for 10% off. But get your related gal in your life some merch. I'm wearing some right now. It's nice and stitched in there. It's really cute. This would be a good Christmas color too. All right. That's all we got time for today. Uh, don't forget to also see The Blind. Also by my friends, um, uh, the Robertsons. This is about... Phil's testimony and his and uh, Miss Kay's early marriage and what that was like. Very volatile life that they had before Christ, but then he came to Christ and obviously has just transformed so much. And what Jesus has done in and through him is just amazing. So very encouraging, very uplifting story. Just go out and see it. Go buy it. Make sure that your friends have seen it too. You can go to blazetv.com slash the blind. Buy it for $19.99. blazetv.com slash the blind. blazetv.com slash the blind. Okay, and that is it for today. We will see you guys back here tomorrow. 